0: Good morning. It is, like Pastor Jamie says, it, it is family. It's, it's always good to see everybody and come back and really and thank you more importantly for, for the support that we get from Living Word Chapel for the last over 10 years. I know it's longer than that. But I just think it's important to kind of recognize and knowing that when God calls you to, to a ministry or the mission, mission field, it, it's always awesome to see how He brings people and, and churches to say, hey, you know, we believe in what you're doing. And I think to wake up every morning knowing that we have a church in Oracle that supports us and allows us to just heed God's call in our lives. And it's just important to know and encourage you with, with this thought process that all those lives that are being impacted at the University of Arizona, you know, again, you, you play a role in that because of, of your, your prayer support and your financial support that allow us to, again, just to believe that, that there, there's a need out there. And you guys know the sports world today, I, I think when I started in '99. It's, it's worse off today than it was back then. It just seems like coaches and, and everything else is that, you know, we're going to try to win at all costs. And I think it's important to recognize that we, we can create an atmosphere at the UA that, again, yeah, we all want to win, but we always don't win. But I think it's important to know that as you guys support us, as you allow us to do what we've been called to do, is that there is a huge brokenness our, on our campuses today. And I think when we create an atmosphere where coaches know that there's a safe haven where we can walk this journey with them, that again, there's so much expectation on our lives. Even as us as believers, you know, we, we allow the world to create an expectation in our lives and I don't know if that's biblical. Because we all know that God's created an experience for us and it's, it's about His experience. not about what I want or what I need. But God created this one plan for our lives and He's asking you, don't Get in the way of that plan. Just live out the plan. And so today I was, I was telling Jamie, uh, Pastor Jamie, a couple weeks ago that I really felt like I was going to talk on um, temptation and, and testing, but for some reason I just felt compelled to go a different direction. And I just really felt like encouraging us this morning about the four pillars of, of what I've seen over the last 19 years of, of, of mission field. And I just think it's important as we recognize these four pillars that every single one of us are navigating a situation in our lives today. And and really, they're called conditions, right? So let's open up in a word of prayer and we'll jump into our teaching. So Father God, we love you. We praise you. Again, we just thank you that we have an opportunity this morning to dive into your word, that we would just talk about ways and and things that you want to do in our lives. But more importantly, that you are the focal point of who we are and what we are. So, Father, I pray you would speak to us this morning. May you show up in an amazing way. May you challenge us. May you just reveal yourself to us in an intimate, personal way. Father, we need you more today than we did yesterday. So, Father, speak to us. Come alive in our lives today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This jump, we're going to start off in Psalm 119. It's on your notes. And it says, this is what it says. It says, joyful are the people... Of integrity, who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey His laws and search for Him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in His path. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees! Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. And that's what I, the first. Point I want to kind of uh, dial in there is you think about the conditions of our lives and, and recognizing is that so many of us are navigating so many different conditions today in our lives, right? And, and most of them are out of our control. And, and I love how, how Psalm kind of talks about when I compare my life to your decrees, do they match up? Because we know that so many times conditions in our lives dictate who we are, what we are, and how we feel. But I, I think the challenge through God's Word is that if my conditions don't line up with God's Word, then which one wins? His Word does. And I think so many times we allow conditions to dictate our position, and that's in your notes, and, and, and that's not the way life is created to be in God's Word. So think about this for a second. The, the first point, conditions Will not dictate my position what is my position? because I think a lot of times if we focus on what 's going on instead of focus on who he is, the conditions of our life become much greater in our lives and God wants to remind us this morning is that whatever conditions you 're facing today is that they don 't they 're not greater than our position and who we are in christ and and even I think about this as a in dealing with athletes and coaches, is when things are, when we're winning, then I feel okay. But when we're losing, things aren't working out, I'm struggling at the, at the plate, or I'm struggling, you know, shooting or whatever that is, is then I let that define how I feel about who I am. And it's just the same way with us is that if everything's going good at home, if everything's going good at work, if uh, the kids are behaving and everything's falling into place, then we feel okay. But that's not what Scripture tells us. Scripture tells us that our position of who we are in Christ supersedes our conditions that we navigate in life. And sometimes we reverse that and we think that, well, if again, conditions make me feel good, then I'm okay. But they don't line up to God's Word. And I think the reminder for us this morning is how many of us this morning are letting conditions dictate our position of who we are in Christ. And I know sometimes it's easy to, to to do because we we have to deal with it. We have to fight things off. We have to battle things through in our lives. But the challenge for us is that, is it lining up to God's decrees? Is it lining up to God's word? And it, it's it's hard to kind of see this positioning of who we are based upon what's going on in our lives. And I think it's just... We see that every day in Mikhail Center because it's crazy to think about even losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament, is that the expectation is that we were supposed to go a long way. But if I let what I'm expected to do define who I am and what I feel like, what what do I have left? Nothing. And that's why God wants to remind us this morning is that we can allow we cannot allow are conditions to dictate who we are this morning. And even though I'm not, I'm not making light of the conditions, I'm just saying they're not going to dictate my position. They're not going to remove who I am in Christ because that's already been settled. I've already been defined of who I am and conditions won't define that. And I think sometimes we allow life's issues, life's problems to define who we are and what we are and whose we are, right? But the, but the... the Reminder this morning is that, God, don't let that happen. Let my, your decrees, let your word, which has already given me a definition and an identity, let that be in the forefront, is that when I face conditions, is that, that i reminded, no, wait, this is who I am, and this is what I'm fa- facing today in my life. And my position always is greater than my, posi- my conditions in life, right? So, so, so think about that. Be mindful about what do those conditions look like in your life right now. And maybe you're going through a tough time this morning. And I want to remind you is that, you know what, yes, conditions are real. Life happens, but they're not greater than my position of who I am in Christ. Never, never will be. Even though they may seem at times like our conditions are bigger, but they're not. My position of who I am in Christ is much greater. And you're like, what does that position look like? And I just have a couple reminders that I want to share with you this morning because, again, to encourage you and think about this. What is my position? This morning, my position is that I'm a child of God, right? That's my position. My position is I've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That's my position. My position is today I'm forgiven, right? I'm forgiven. My position is that I'm saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, My position is that I'm justified, which means just like I never did it, right? My position is that I'm a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things become new. I heard this this verse back in 1987 by someone in this church today, but if you think about the, the power of the Word of God, the promises and the positioning that I'm a new creation. I used to be a drug addict back in 1986. I'm no longer a drug addict. My new position is all things are passed away. All things have become new. Why? Because that's who I am in Christ. My position is I'm a partaker of his divine nature. That God says, everything I've given you, you, everything that you have is because why? Because I have everything I need for life and godliness. I don't need more stuff. I don't need more power. God's given me everything I need to live out this life. Every condition, I have the power to overcome. Every single one of them. And it doesn't matter what it looks at the end. What matters is what does God say. And I'd rather choose what God says than what my conditions say in my life. And again, the next one is, my position is I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. I am redeemed. I'm delivered from the power of darkness. And today, my position is that I'm led of the Spirit of God. Is that, yeah, it's so easy to let the flesh be in the driver's seat, but no longer... Does the flesh have to be in the driver's seat? My spirit is in the driver's seat today. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I have it all together. It just, I just know that my position in Christ is a lot greater than my conditions that I have to face in life. And that's why we can be rejoicing today is that your position in Christ will always be greater than the conditions you will face in your life. Amen? Amen. Let's look at this uh, number two there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. It says, you say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. And, and this, this is the, kind of the mindset of, of why I say this, is that when we, bad, when we practice bad choices, we create bad habits. And when we have bad habits it leads to a life of no discipline. And and really, the the, the second point would be is that every choice I make will matter. Every choice. Regardless of how small the choice is or how big the choice is, that every choice you make is going to matter. And think about this. Today, we are living on yesterday's choices. Is that we have to deal with every choice I made yesterday is going to come knocking at my door today. And that's why it's so vital that we understand the concept is that there's nothing that you can't do in your life, but like, like, the, like he says, not all, everything that you can do is beneficial. And there are some things in our life that we have to learn to say no to. And it's so easy, and I was saying this earlier, about it's so easy to say yes as believers because it's the right thing to do. But if it's not the God thing to do, why do it? People, we we get this misconception about, man, we always have to say yes when people ask, where do you see that in Scripture? Is that we have to learn to say no to things in our life because if they're going to get in the way of us being available for God to use us, then why would we say yes to it? And it could be a good thing, but is, is it a God thing? And guys, we have to be aware is that every choice I make today Is going to impact my tomorrow. And if I'm not aware of why I'm making choices, you know, I think about the to know your why. Our track coach at U of A, Fred Harvey, has this big sign outside of his his window, and it says, know your why. How many of us really know our why? Why do you do what you do? Is it just because it's the right thing to do? Or is it because God wants you to do that? So again, I encourage you to think about this. What is your why this morning? Why do we go to church? Why do we read the Bible? Why do we do the things that we know are going to enrich our walk with God? And a lot of times we don't know our why. We just do it because everybody else is doing it. But that's not a good enough reason. People, we have to recognize that you think about this as if I am creating a life of bad choices, what direction is that going to take me? And I and I love how Paul says is that you know what, God does it. you can go out there and do whatever you want, but not everything's gonna build you up. And we have to be aware and teach and, and and kind of let people see the example of why you do what you do in your life. And I think sometimes we miss the point is that we we think, well, if it's a good thing, then it's okay. No, it's not. God wants to remind us this morning is that you have to know why you're saying yes and why you're saying no. Because if you don't know, then it's not building you up. It's not putting you in a position where God wants you to be at. And we, we've made enough bad choices to last us a lifetime already, right? We all have. But the, again, the, the, the mindset is just because we have the ability to do something, it never means we have to. Because we we can do a lot of things in life, good and bad. But the question is, why are we making those choices? Why are you making those choices? And we battle with that is that we have to decide every day. And we all know in in the Old Testament, book of Deuteronomy, what does it say? You choose this day, right? God's already chosen it. Now you have to choose it. And if I don't choose it today, when am I going to choose it? Blessings or curses? Bad choices, do I want to reap those bad choices? And a lot of times we sow and sow and sow bad choices, and then we wonder why our life is the way it is. Guys, we got to get better at knowing why we make our choices. And if we allow God to be behind every choice we make, I guarantee you, you will see your life so differently and experience life so differently. Because it's not hard to make a bad choice, guys. It's not It's really easy. It's having to deal with the consequences of bad choices that's the hard part. And I love how he just tells us in this verse is that yeah, everything's permissible but not everything's beneficial. So let's think about that for a second. Let's navigate and just take a quick kind of uh, examination of all the bad choices we've made in our lives and wonder why we made those choices and say, why, God, why would I want to go back and make that same choice over and over again? And even though sometimes we come out of a bad choice and we have an opportunity to make that choice again, we continue to make that bad choice again. And at some point, we've got to recognize is that my why is of why I make choices the way I do, because that's the way God wants me to make it. Right? Amen? Let's jump over to the next one. And, and this is one of the biggest ones that I think most of the kids that we deal with have a, a, a problem with, with this mindset is that when you get recruited to U of A, it's because the coaches think you're, you're pretty good and they think that you can play. But, but the fact is that when you come to a university and, and you have all these expectations, as you've been invited, you've been given a full ride to come, they're going to pay for all your education, they're going to give you all the gear, they're going to give you everything that you need, and I think you got to remember, with zero guarantees. I can give you all this stuff. I can pay for your education. I can give you all the gear, but I can't guarantee you that you're going to play. And it's hard for an athlete because coming from the high school ranks, they're playing, they're all city, they're all state, they're all everything, and they show up. There's 520 athletes at U of A, and most of them are bigger, faster, and stronger than you are. And it's the same way in this world. Because there's always somebody better than us. And that's okay. But you have to come to a, a conclusion in your life is that the only thing that you got to be the best at is being the best you. Right? Because if you're the best you, that's all God is asking you to do. He's not asking you to be all everybody. He's asking you to be all you. And I think we struggle, especially in the athletic realm, is that we all think that we show up, I'm going to play, I'm going to be starting. And I think about this, working with the football team, there's 110 football players that are going to show up tomorrow at 530 for the first day of practice. You know how many are going to play? 11. That's not a good chance that you're going to be playing, right? I mean, think about that. Out of 110 athletes, 11 are going to play at a time. But yet, we show up, I'm like, I want to be one of those 11, right? And, and that's, that's my third point. This is what it says. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life, and if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Right? And I, and I just think it's important to kind of think about the point is, I will not pray for an opportunity, but pray to always be prepared for the opportunity. See, and I think about this is that we all want to play. We all want to be in the game. But the bottom line is, are you ready to be in the game? See, we're on the team already. When you accept Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, guess what? We're on the same team. And we, again, and some of us just settle for being on the team. But I don't want to just be on the team. I want to be ready to play on the team. And that's, that's what the, the, this, this third point is about, is that I don't want to just pray, God, put me in, put me in, put me in. I want to say, God, I'm ready, so when you do put me in, why? Because I've been preparing to go in. And it's the same way in life, is that we all want the opportunities in life, right? God, use me, God, use me, God, use me. But the question is, are you always preparing for God to use you? See, it's easy to want to to get in the game, it's harder to be prepared to get in the game. Because every, everybody wants to play. But not everybody wants to prepare. And I think sometimes we, we fail to, to recognize is that if my passion is more about the preparation, guess what happens? When God says, it's time to go in, God, I'm ready to go in. But see, if you're not preparing today, and God calls you to go in, what's gonna happen? I'm not ready to go in. See, and, and God is, is more aware of your availability this morning than your ability. And, and I've always said this, man, is, is that God will use your ability, but God will empower your availability. See, if God knows He can call you anytime, and guess what? I'm ready. Which one would you rather have on your team? The guy that just wants to play or the guy that's been preparing to play? And it's the same way as in the kingdom. Is God will use us. And God wants to use us. But the bottom line is that how prepared are you to be used by God? And it's not about my talents. It's not about how good you are or how good we are. It's about how good our God is. Is that God will use the weak things in our life. Why? Because we've been working on them. We've been allowing His Word to transform the way we think, the way we live our lives, the way we make choices. And the bottom line is that God says, you know what? I know you're ready when I call you in for a divine opportunity. Why? Because you've been spending time with God. You've been studying His Word. You've been doing the things that have prepared your heart. Is that You're getting rid of all the stuff that are going to hinder you. And I think it's important as we look at our lives today is that God has a divine opportunity ready for you, but are you ready for it? Because we all, God, use me, God, use me. If that's not our, our, our mindset, we're missing a great opportunity. But my passion has to be more on the preparation than the participation. It's because I, I think if, as I see myself on God's team, I don't want to just be on God's team. I want to be playing on God's team. And so many of us in this room know that, God, we all want to play a part in God's kingdom. And you know the crazy thing about this is that every single one of us in this church today has a position to play on God's team. Every single one of us. And it doesn't matter what position God is asking you to play. He's asking you to go in there and prepare yourself to get in the game. Guys, let's not miss an opportunity that God has for us today. And let it be so focused on the preparation of when God says, okay, it's time, is that you will not think twice, let's go, let's go do this. And I think about the preparation process is that, God, there's somebody in this world today that needs you to be ready. Tomorrow when you walk on your job, they need you to be ready because God's going to say, it's time. See that person sitting next to you? It's time. It's time for you to tell them how awesome your God is. It's time for you to tell them what your position is in Christ. Because there's a world out there that is hurting more and more every day. And yet we walk around with this amazing answer that Jesus Christ paid it all. And that we are victorious today because of what Christ did for us. So people, I tell you this morning is let's be mindful about, let's prepare. Let's be diligent. Let's be disciplined in preparing for what God has for us, because God's not done with us. And I I love the verse that says that God will perfect the work that he began in us. That's the process. Let's enjoy more the process than the promise right now. The promise is going to be there. It ain't going anywhere. But the process of where you and I grow, the process of where you and I can develop and mature in who we are and what we are, that we don't second guess of what our position in Christ is. Isn't that exciting this morning to think about that? Is that God needs you to be ready. And my challenge for you this morning, are you ready? And if if not, let's be ready. Let's focus on the preparation, on, on what God is asking us to be ready for. And whatever that is, I'm not worried about what it is. I'm worried am I ready for it. Amen? Let's jump down to the next one. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13. It says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. And this is kind of came out of, of thinking about how many things in our life, try, most, mostly good things, try to attach themselves to us. You know, and, and the, the point is attachments will not hinder my freedom. Because I think so many times we, we experience things that God blesses us with, God's favors on our life. We start seeing good things happen. And all of a sudden when things, good things happen, we, we think that these things are supposed to attach themselves to us. Good things. But Paul says the only thing that we find freedom is in What? In Christ. I don't find freedom in the things that God does in my life. I find freedom in the God that does the things in my life. And I think sometimes even in relationships, when things are going good, we allow our relationships, we allow other people to give us these labels and and definitions and and God saying, no, if it's not for me, it doesn't belong attached to you. And most of the time it's good stuff. And and I think sometimes we, we... we kind of set ourselves up, and I, I always think about these athletes walking on campus with all these bags, with attachments, well, this worked, well, God did this in my life. See, no, enjoy those things, but don't let them become attached to you, because the only thing that you and I are going to find freedom is in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and I just wrote a couple of things that, that, that can easily attach themselves to us. And and the first one is labels other people put on us. See, when when I create an expectation for you, I'm expecting you to meet my my expectations. And God says, no, the only expectation you have to meet is what? Is mine. See, so, so when I expect you to do something, I lower your standard. When God calls you to do something, He raises your standard. See, we allow other people to give us a label. Again, pastor is a great title to have. But that's what Jamie does. That's not who he is. Right? Again, we can call him Pastor Jamie. But the fact is, Jamie is a child of God, and he's been called to be a pastor. And even for me, it's that they can call me chaplain, but that's what I've been called to do. That's not who I am. And it'd be so easy to say, to let the, the title of chaplain give me a false sense of freedom. But see, there's things in our life that can sustain our freedom apart from Christ. And I think we have to be reminded this morning is that if anything is attached to you apart from the freedom that you find in Jesus Christ, it doesn't belong there. I'm not saying we can't enjoy all this other good stuff in our lives, but I'm saying it does not belong there. And the other thing is that, that we allow to, to kind of take, uh, attach itself to us is, is the victories that we have in life. See, God brings the victory in our lives. But the victory doesn't sustain us. It's the cross that sustains us. It's the power in the name of Jesus Christ that gives us the freedom. And I think we, we just have to re- be reminded this morning How many bags are we carrying around this morning? Again, they could be good bags. But they're not created to sustain freedom. That it can only come through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So as, as I close and I think about this, let's ask ourselves these questions today. Have I allowed conditions to overpower my position in Jesus Christ? And if I have, then let's let that position of who we are erase the conditions from our lives today. The second question is, have I developed a life of bad choices and why? Why would I develop a life of bad choices when I can make sure that every choice I make is based upon God and His Word? And knowing that it doesn't matter what happens after that, that God's going to use it for His glory. Am I more consumed by the opportunities today in my life or by the preparation for the opportunities? Guys, we all, again, we all want to be in the game. We all want to play. But I assure you that if you focus more on getting ready, you'll enjoy the process more because God's going to be of it is that let you and God, more importantly, let God prepare you for whatever opportunity he is preparing for you. And we're going to enjoy this journey. We're going to enjoy the things that God has prepared for us. Because he knows you and him have been preparing for that opportunity all along. And the last question. Is my freedom today based on anything besides the freedom that I have in Jesus Christ. And if it is, it can't sustain us. It can't sustain me. Anything I put my faith in besides Jesus Christ will never, ever, ever hold me up. And we can try. We can find things that work for a little while. But at the end, God's word says, apart from God, I can do nothing. Nothing. You may have success, you may do some good things, but it will never sustain us apart from God. And as I close this morning, whatever challenge, maybe one of these points minister to you, maybe you're just navigating some conditions that Richard, you don't understand, and you're right, I don't understand. But I I know is that me and Margie went to watch can only imagine on Friday night and if you haven't seen it go see it and it just kind of took me back is that every single one of us has a story every single one of us has a story and that story combined with God's power makes you unstoppable and it doesn't matter what conditions you faced. it doesn't matter what you've come through and I just, through that movie, I just took a, a quick journey through my last 57 years. And and I'm trying to think how old I was. But but I think about this is that everything, every condition that I have faced in my life has been where I am today. Every single one of them. And a lot of them I didn't like. Remember struggling for seven years as an 18-year-old man, not knowing how to be a husband. And here we are 37 years later, more in love today than we've ever been. Only God can do that. So let me encourage you is that man, don't don't be afraid of the conditions. Because your position is much greater of who you are in Christ. Let that be in the forefront today. And I think about it is that everyone as we have a story is that let God be the focal point of that story today. And if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, there's no greater time than saying yes today. We gotta be on the team, guys. And maybe you walk. we can walk away from the team and God saying, you know what? It's time for you to come back and be on the team. This world needs us more today than ever before. And I think we've all navigated some things in our life that we're we're ashamed of. But you know what? I'm not afraid to talk about the things I've gone through because God has used them for His glory. And that's okay. And as I close in a word of prayer, wherever you are today, whatever you're navigating, let your position of who you are in Christ be in the driver's seat of who you are, what you are, and whose you are today. Father, we just, we love you. Father, we thank you that the freedom that you've given us, that it's not for us to abuse, it's not for, you, for us to take advantage of it, but it's for us to walk in the amazing power and grace of Jesus Christ. And it's not about us, it's about how awesome you are. And Lord, this morning as I close, I pray that there's anybody here in this place that needs to just let go today. That they would leave everything here at the altar. Because we don't have to walk around, let conditions dictate our position. We don't have to continually make bad choices. We have to be focused on preparing for the things that you have in store for us. And that today, Lord God, if it's not from you, we don't want it attached to us so Father we love you this morning we thank you for who you are and I pray as the altar team is up here this morning that if there's something that you need to deal with there's something that you're navigating don't leave this place without taking it to our God so Lord we love you we praise you in Jesus name Amen thank you